Welcome to the Gamers Over 50 podcast. This is episode 56, the Holiday Game Gift Guide, part one of five. So in a precursor, talked about five episodes over the next five days. I have all the scripts written out, so unless like I lose my voice, we'll be great. Uh, but this is the first one, and so probably going to have... Uh, a little bit of a interesting conversation as I go through some of these versus the next one. So it'll be kind of cool to see what happens in each episode as I maybe uh, talk about different things. But in this episode, the first five games that I'm going to talk about uh, are probably the most, let's see, number one game on Board Game Geek, the heaviest game, and I think the most expensive game on this entire list, plus one of the not most expensive games on this list and some really amazing artistic and beautiful games as well. So the first five that we're going to talk about are going to be Gloomhaven, Dice Miner and Dice Miner Deluxe, Guess in 10, Animal Planet, It Takes Two, and Chicory, A Colorful Tale. And if you ever had ever had a cup of chicory, you know it's got one color. But you may be surprised with this chicory because it is a colorful tale. But let's dive in first to Gloomhaven. If you have never seen Gloomhaven or you don't know what Gloomhaven is, it is the heaviest game I've ever picked up. 22 pounds. Um, it is, oh, and I'm going to have so much trouble with this name. And there's lots of names I may have trouble here. Anywho, uh, Cephalofair Games. Has one to four players, best with three, playing time one to two hours. It is a 14-plus game, and the complexity from the Board Game Geeks, well, most of that stuff was just from the Board Game Geeks, uh, the best with three especially, is a 3.87 on a scale of five. So this is a complex game. But this is the kind of game, if you have someone who loves playing board games, and I, I will tell you, I love playing board games, and I saw this. And this is a huge shout out to uh, BJ McShay from 99.7 uh, KSW, The Rock of Seattle, uh, because I watched him play it uh, two years ago. Wait, two years ago at OrcaCon, almost two years ago at OrcaCon, and was like, I must own this game. I have to own this game. It looks so cool. Um, but Gloomhaven, again, like I said, is one to four players. Uh, the designer is Isaac Childress. And hopefully I said Isaac's name right. And this is a really cool game because it's a campaign-based dungeon crawl game. And it has 95 unique playable scenarios, 17 character classes, and it has more than 1,500 cards in the box, as well as miniatures. And I love me some miniatures, and I'll talk about that. But this is based on a Euro-inspired tactical game uh, where the world kind of moves, which is kind of how real life works, right? You could be playing, you know, you're not going from like uh, all the way around the Monopoly board every time, but as you do something, it can cause an effect. So again, campaign based. Uh, and it's, and a lot of this stuff came from both board game geeks. Please check them out. They're amazing as well as, and the videos and the reviews out there on BGG are fantastic but also from Wikipedia. And then I actually called a few people who own this game. And I said, tell me 10 things you love about this game. At about 20, I had to cut them off. 
Um, but this game is really designed about it's going to shift. Things are going to change. And like in most dungeon games, you are an adventurer and you're going to have a, a set of skills that you're going to through this. Maybe like Liam Neeson, you'll have a special set of skills. And the other side of this is with the other players, you kind of have to work together with them. So it is kind of very RPG dungeon-y, you know, as we may have seen in D&D. And there are certain things that you can, again, build on for abilities. You can get, you know, your loot. You can get experience. You really go to new places. And again, like I said, as you're going through this, it's changing. And there are scenarios for each individual round you're playing. So as you're going through, you're going to have this kind of player turn initiative as we have in most of those games. Now, the really interesting thing is I saw Gloomhaven, let's say 2015, so that's six years ago. I saw it on a Kickstarter, and I was like, it's a pretty cool game, but I don't know if I want to put 200 bucks or more into a game out there at the time. And the game had 4,900 or 5,000 backers on it, made 386,000, and it got some of the best reviews out there on Kickstarter. It's actually considered the best board game on Board Game Geeks. So why shouldn't it be in your holiday gift guide? Now, this is not the game you buy for your 14-year-old and say, here you go, Billy, let's play. Or go down in the basement and play. This is the kind of game that you get for Billy and you sit down and the two of you pull it apart so and play it. But again, this is one of those games, like the shifting motive. It is one award after award after award. It has expansions. Now, I had someone I was researching and someone said they played all of the expansions, all the scenarios, and it took them close to 300 hours. So if you want a game that's going to sit on your game table, if you have a game table or your dining room table, because... When was the last time we all ate at the dinner table? I'm thinking back. I was probably 18 right before I went to college. No, no. My, we, my mother's always forcing us to do it at holidays, which is fantastic because it brings out a lot of hilarious stories. But this is the game that sits on that table. If you've got a break over the holiday, this is the game that you could sit down and play for a few days. If you have family in town, I'm going to have family in town. Um, they're a little religious, so I don't know if Gloomhaven will be the perfect game for them. But, you know, this is one of those great games, and it is out there. It is so D&D, and you can go grab it. Okay, I have to tell you this. It is also enthralling that it is different. The shift of the game, the weight of the game, the narrative, the scenarios, uh, 95 playable scenarios, you know, Classes, miniatures, dungeon crawl. I mean, it's basically the game that I asked for because it's the kind of game when I get my game group together, which is something that I want to do in 2022, we are going to be doing that. Uh, it's also kind of if you wanted to have a giant big Christmas gift, that's the you know the game to go with. So Gloomhaven is a Gloomhaven is the first game. I'm going to take podcasts in, in the future and try to record with friends in the game group when we do this and we'll talk about those gloomhaven this is not enough time to talk about this game but it is a game if you want to look at it and you have someone that loves to play games and maybe someone that uh, has a game group 
and they don't have Gloomhaven. Hooray. Okay, so we're going to shift into a dice kind of game. But it's not just a dice game. It's called Dice Miner, and then there's a Dice Miner Deluxe that comes along with it. Uh, the publisher is Atlas Games. One to four players again, best of three. Uh, 20 to 30 minutes of time versus a couple of hours. And this is a 10 plus game. So kids, 10 plus. I'd say you'd be able to get some eight plus folks in there with adult supervision. It is about a 1.73 out of five on the Board Game Geeks complexity scale. And the really neat thing about this, and again, we're going right down the fantasy role I love. You know, we talk about dwarves. And dwarves in this game lived beneath three mighty mountains. And after centuries of war, they defeated their age-old enemies, the dragons, moving to the surface. Then the dwarves built magnificent cities and won renown for the heartening beer. And that comes from Atlas Games. <clears throat> One of the great things about this game is, yes, you have dragons. Yes, you have dwarves. Dwarves. Yes, you have dice. And it comes with a mountain, which we'll talk about. But this is kind of a, a dice building game where you're trying to get combos as you're going through it. Uh, the most interesting thing outside of the gameplay of this is that you get a sloped mountain board that is filled with dice and you have to take turns taking dice from it. So you pull those out and you have five different types of dice. So again, we're going straight down the fantasy place. But this is a great game with kids because kids love dragons, girls and boys. I can tell you that because mine do. Maybe not all. But you have tunneling and treasure and hazard and tool and magic. And really, if you're looking for a game that's kind of get it as an escape and all games should be, this is a great one. And it's not a card game. And it's not a we're going to move the piece around the board again. This is a dice game and you're having to get the game and build and fill, sorry, take the game and fill the mountain. And you have to go mining and you have to make sure that you're getting points when you're playing this game. The other side of this is there's the deluxe. And in that one, you get ad additional dice, additional uh, pieces, and you get a very unique different mountain. Uh, there are some, I think there's a dice bag that comes with it. And then there's a solo mode that comes with it, which is really, really cool. Because if you know someone, let's say my 10 year old or my 12 year old, that they start playing Dice Miner and then they need an activity to do and it's not going to be the screen type of activity, they may want to sit down and play the solo mode of this game. So it is a really, really awesome thing. So, okay. My family loves dice games. Now, they also really like fantasy. In fact, one of my uh, children was sick and we watched most of the Lord of the Rings extended versions. Um, if you want your kids to sleep, those are really good movies to play for them because they, they'll be like, okay, that's enough works for me. I'm going to go take a nap. But again, they do love that kind of fantasy thing and they love seeing it kind of in that view. But also playing with it is very much, you know, like, you know, adding whipped cream and cherries and ice cream. It's like, woohoo. There's also a neat thing here because you have multiple ways to not just get points, but to lose points while you're playing. And then if you look at the game design on this mountain and the little mountain that you get, I'm trying to think of the last time I got a little mountain to play a game on. And unless you're Stuart Little, 
uh, which you would just call it a mountain because he's you know, his name's a little right, little mountain. Um, but this is this is one of those games that you can just pop out and you can play it over and over again. You can teach people quickly how to play this game because again, you're saying, hey, these are the steps. And it's a really great game for kids with memory and picking those items up. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the other cool thing I like about this, and everyone knows that I'll talk about art and portability, uh, it has good art, but the portability of this game is great. I cannot wait to take this game, have it in a small box, and I actually have a Tupperware box that I put some games in. We put Yahtzee and Uno and some other dice games that we play. This one will go right in there, and then I can throw it in the suitcase, sitting around. Let's say we go, we have our, our future trip is to go to New York, sitting in a hotel. Maybe we've got to, you know, we're in earlier, you know, everybody's kind of tired. Boom, break the board game out and popular. So Dice Miner and Dice Miner Deluxe. Take a look at it. The, again, the Deluxe has the solo. Really, really cool. Okay. The next one is called Guess in 10, and it's called Animal Planet. And it's, the publisher is Skillmatics. Two to six players, best of two to six players. It's a 20 to 30 minute game. Ages six plus, no complexity. This is not a very complex game, but it is also a great game. And I tried to think when I was doing this is, okay, Gloomhaven. Oh, that's perfect for everybody. The dice game is going to be good, but you also want to start including younger kids because if younger kids have to sit there, I remember when I was younger and I couldn't play the card game with my parents. I was like, oh, not bored. I want to play. This is a game that everyone can play. It's kind of a fun and a party game as well. And what's really neat about this is it kind of forces creativity to come out. And people talk about uh, different items and you can include your kids in it. It's a great learning game. So anyone who loves learning games, uh, I could see this as a gift that would go to my nieces or nephews, or I could send it to my parents and they could have it at their house to play with my nieces and nephews you know, or when we show up, but this is a really neat game because you get a card and you ask up to 10 questions to figure out what animals on the card. So, you know, in the example that they have, is it a carnivore? Is it a domestic animal? Does it live in groups? You know, does it have four legs? Does it swim? Things like that. It's a cool, fun family game because let's say you have your six-year-old and they're trying to guess their question is going to be totally different than, say, someone over 50. Someone over 50 is going to be really trying to figure it out. Maybe someone is sitting there going, okay, it's the carnivore. Is it a, is it a lion? They may ask that question. Or something, you know, it helps them ask problem-solving questions, which is a huge deal for kids. They want to make sure you can get those. Um, this is also a part of the Guess in 10 has a huge set of games that you can play as well. Uh, the other side of it is it's a way that it's not a win at all cost games. Like I have to be number one. Yeah, it's great when you get the most cards, but if you're sitting back and you spend an hour playing a couple of these games, you're going to have a really good time. And I think, you know, this again, like I said, this is an adult and child game, kid game. It could be all kids. It could be kids and adults. It could be grandchildren and grandparents. It'd be actually something I was thinking about. This is when I was in college, I swam. And so we take these really long bus trips. This would have been a perfect game. I mean, we played a lot of card games then, but this would have been a perfect kind of fun game. Cause when you're riding in a bus, it is boring. Let's just be honest. I mean, 
around rural Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan areas. Very boring. I mean, it's nice, but when you're in a bus, not doing anything, it's not. But it'll definitely be one of those games, like I said, that'll get into my parents' hands, my, my nephews' and nieces' hands. And it's also a great game for an exchange. So if you want to have a game that you're going to have like a gift exchange, uh, they have the elephant exchanges, they have the, uh, what is it, the Yankee exchanges. I can't remember what we used to call it, but it was one of the best times I had when I was with my family and we did one of these. But it's an inexpensive game. I actually think this one is below the $20. I think it's in that 10 but it's really, really, really a good game. Um, it's a great game if you have kids that are around six or even five. You can start playing with five, and this will take you up for a few years. And it's definitely a great game if, say, you want to put cookies in the middle and whoever guesses gets the cookie, right? Come up with something. Maybe not like the giant cookies, but maybe like, you know, the smaller little butter cookies. Oh, I love those things on the holidays. I'm not going to talk too much about holiday food, but great game, educational, good for someone. You know, this is this is good for Sunday school, for uh, classes, party game, etc. You could do it all across the board. All right. So there are three board games. And again, some of these, this podcast, some of these we're going to get really in depth. So I was looking at my time and I'm like, I try to stay under 30 minutes. All right. I think I'm going to be able to do this with these last two games. All right. The next game is called It Takes Two. And it's published by Hazelight Studios. It is a number of players, one to two. However, it is cooperative, cooperative play. Two people have to play this game. We'll talk a little bit about that in just a second. Um, you can play this game for 20 minutes at a time. You can play for hours. Uh, the demos look like I may be playing this game a long time because it is super cool. It says six plus. If your kids can handle a uh, Xbox or PlayStation controller or, or on their PC, uh, a mouse and keyboard at six plus. Wow. Either they're really good at this or they play a lot of games on those. Um, I would, I would say this is a complex game. So maybe 10 plus, maybe 12 plus for this, but again, six plus is out there. Um, I don't think it's six plus either. Cause I was looking at it uh, a moment ago. I think I had a printout of it and I think maybe 13. Cause the other thing I'm, we'll get into that. Well, so let's talk about the six plus. Cause I was thinking I may have just made a boo-boo copying something. So anywho, uh, it is a video game. It's available on Windows, PlayStation 4, 5, Xbox One, and the Xbox uh, XS or Series XS. And the cool thing about this game is it's not the first one that came out um, from this. And we'll talk about it in just a second. But it's an action-adventure game. Uh, definitely elements of, you know, kind of that platform. Split-screen cooperative multiplayer, which you have to play with another player. Now, that can be local, so two of you did, two people in the, front, in the living room, or it could be online. And the kind of neat thing is that it has a friend mode. So let's say you don't have someone who has this game, and they do have an Xbox, and you have an Xbox, and you're both online. There's an ability that they don't have to buy the game to play. We'll talk about that, but it's a really cool thing. Um a little bit about why this is, I think this is a little bit bigger uh, than six plus is that it's talks about a married couple who are planning on a divorce 
and they're trying to figure these things out and their daughter is really upset that they're divorcing. And so she takes her handmade dolls, which look like her parents. And, you know, they, she takes them out and she tries to repair them. And so what happens is the dolls kind of get pulled in to the game and you get to play as these two dolls, Cody and May. Now, Rose is trying to help you along. And again, there is a, a doctor who is, you know, assumed the anthropomorphic form of the relationship therapy book. Oh, that's really, I tried to practice that one. Uh, but he's kind of playing against you. So if you've been in some of the other games um, where, you know, kind of in Mario or even in Sonic, you're going to have your protagonist. There you go. The doctor is that way. And the crazy thing about this game, again, is it is so vivid and big. Again, you have to play together, cooperative. But the world is really big. The concept is really neat. The mini games in this are really, really neat. I watched a ton of gameplay and reviews of this, and there are people who have streamed just to get an idea of how kind of the, the scope of this game is you have these, you know, where you're going through different kind of chapters in the game. And you have a lot of mini games that go along with this as well. So eventually you're having to kind of build all these, go through all this game to get through all these tests and you're developing uh, the parents to hopefully not divorce at the end of the game. And, you know, then kind of an interesting thought. Little kid doesn't want the parents to divorce, gets pulled into a game. Again, maybe a little bit, 13, 16 above. Um, interesting enough about this is the game sold a million copies in the first month. And it came out this year. So in the, you know, that came out this year, the other side of it has the friends pass. This is where let's say I'm going to invite my friend Kate. She has an Xbox when I eventually have an Xbox and I'll say, Hey, I want to play this game. Here's my friend pass. Play this game with me. And they don't have to own the game. They get it kind of for free. So you're kind of sitting there and you're like, all right, I have the ability to get in the game. So I want to talk a little bit about the art in this game because I have talked about how games are very artistic and very kind of that masterpieces pieces kind of thing. And this game is beyond beautiful. The attention to detail is fantastic. And of course it's a shrinking game and I love shrinking games because of watching things like the shrinking man and honey, I shrunk the kids, uh, Rick Moranis still national treasure you know, amazing, amazing guy. It makes me chuckle all the time. Uh, but, you know, you watch this game and you see that, you know, the director, Yosef Ferris, who, you know, amazing, amazing director who put this together. This is not his first game. Kind of pulled in this cooperative play and it forces people and kids to play in a critical thinking and problem solving with others while they're playing through this game and you're, you're it's it's a you know not just a puzzle game but you're having you know you have to jump you have to work together to get through stuff so this is a fantastic game for someone let's say you have a friend and maybe that friend is uh stuck in let's say north dakota now or maybe your friend is on the east coast and you're west coast and you're thinking you know what 
this is a fantastic. I want something that we can play together. Boom, I'm going to send this game. Or you can reach out and buy that game for yourself and say, hey, do you want to play this game with me? So again, really, really, really cool game. It takes two. All right. The last one in this podcast is called Chicory, A Colorful Tale. It is The publisher is Finji. It's a one-player game. It's a 20, 30 minutes you can play in this game. This is a six-plus game. Um, it is for Windows, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation 5. Sorry, Xbox. It's probably coming out there. But if you're too old for cute games, then you need some cute in your life because you're never too old for cute. That's from me. The game is a adorably adorably cute it is fun the soundtrack is fantastic it is people have really put the energy into this game to make it wonderful and it's one of the first painting adventure games i've ever seen so you remember when everybody was getting their coloring books a few years ago well this is a game that you paint now again this is this is an indie game independent game developed by greg lobanov and finji and for me it has a dog whose name is Pizza. I eat pizza for dinner. I could eat pizza for dinner all every night. I love pizza. Um, but it's super cute. Super, super, super cute. So from the game uh, developer Chicory, A Colorful Tale, or Chicory is an adventure role-playing video game set characters, and all the characters are anthropomorphic, which we learned, or anthropomorphic. Oh, I can say it horrible. But this is where, like, the dog acts like a person. So the cool thing about this is the dog is named after the player's favorite food. So pizza. Now, player doesn't really get to choose favorite food. Sorry. But the world starts out all in black and white. And you have to use this brush. And you have to solve in puzzles in the environment there that you can then bring the color to the game. I think this is such an interesting concept because it's, again going in there now it all takes place in a world called picnic so you got a dog you got pizza you got cute you got a color book <laughs> this game just keeps selling it um but this is a little dog who works as a janitor in the wielder's tower and then one day the color just disappears and pizza has to wake up the house and wakes it up starts working from a top-down perspective on an adventure game or a coloring in a coloring book world where you can draw on anything and you use your painting power to find new places, solve puzzles, help your friends, and change the world. And this is coming from their side. Um, the things you get to do in this are you get to explore the province, you get to solve those puzzles, unlock new paint abilities, dress up with collectible clothes, plants, and furniture. So anybody who loves the Animal Crossing, uh, this may be a great game. But this, again, great game for kid kids. Uh, it's got over 10 hours of gameplay. So this, you know, when you buy a lot of independent games, they do not have the giant expansions and DLCs. After the first edition, they, they do. Uh, but 10 hours of game where you're doing mail delivery, you have photo, photo taking, they do art classes. Uh, this is something that you can play with your friends where you can paint together with friends. And, oh, I'm going to screw this up. It is M. Halberstadt and Lena Rain. And what's interesting about Lena Rain is if you've ever seen Minecraft or Celeste, boom, there's your soundtrack. And M. Halberstadt and created one of the coolest audios for the game called untitled goose game if you've never seen that game we should i should have added that to this whole list 
or Night in the Woods. So, again, if you need a game for a friend, no matter the age, and you can buy us out on Steam and send it to somebody, you can buy them a code and send it to them, which is cool. And we'll talk about that, you know, and maybe that friend of yours is not a Call of Duty or a Fortnite or a Zelda or a Mario or a Final Fantasy, but that person loves coloring. And I'm thinking right now, this would be the perfect game for my wife because she loves coloring and it's cute and it's adorable. Uh, and it just works out that way. But this is a game that you can put on your PC and you need a break. You can listen to the soundtrack, the great graphics, cool story, and just play it. And again, this is another game that is available, won awards, super awesome, but it isn't something you have to be online to play. You can play local co-op and stuff like that, but you can be sitting like, let's say on an airplane, you're working on a presentation. You're like, ah, I'm going to do a little painting. Person next to you is going to be the most jealous person on that airplane. Unless you have like some special, you know, like you're George Clooney and up in the air and you get your 10 million miles or something. So that is the first five games. I will record another episode. So first five Gloomhaven. Dice Miner, Guess Who, and that was the Guess Who Animal Planet one, and that's not Animal Planet, the TV show. Uh, it Takes Two and Chicory, A Colorful Tale. Take a look at them. They're all amazing games. Again, we hit the price going up and down the spectrum on that one. We have video games. We have solo games. We have co-op games in there. I'm looking forward to recording the next episode tomorrow for the next five games. Cool. 